0: Um, So, I'm Thomas Van Tonder, hashtag beast mode, Red Bull Obstacle Racing Athlete from South Africa, and you're listening to OCR Audio. Uh, I'm Ian Hozik, you've been listening to OCR Audio, and if you stop listening early, I'll stick Watson on you, and he's terrifying.
1: Hey, I'm Matt Walrath, and you're listening to OCR Audio. So it's Wednesday, we're back in the UK, Luke here, Jack as well. Yeah. And so weekend, we were in Italy taking part in the Spartan Race European Championships and now we are home, we're almost recovered probably um, and feeling good. going to give you a bit more insight into the event, into all the action. Um, obviously we took part in the Saturday race, the championship event. And then went back out on the day after and did the team event. And Natasha also took part in the sprint event, which was in the afternoon on the Sunday. So let's got right in with it. Um, Getting to the event, um, we made it there. Oh, here
0: we go, straight in. I think it was going to go into this one.
1: So I made it there on the Thursday.
0: Um, We were there in spirit.
1: (laughs) You were there in spirit. So, Jack,
0: Natasha and Dan had a little... Uh,
1: Ryanair
0: issue, let's put it that way. It was a Ryanair
1: issue. A major Ryanair issue and ended up getting there the next day. So, it wasn't that crazy. It wasn't that <laughs> bad. Um, yeah, we missed, we missed
0: the flight. Let's just put it out there. Security reasons. Security reasons meant we were there for about an hour and a half in security. Got to the gate um, on time, going I point out, because the flight gate finished at 5.50. We were there at 5.50, just to be told that we were too late and we weren't given the flight, and we were like, what? No. That <laughs> was life. At what point, we were actually quite calm. I was surprised how calm we were. None of us actually threw a hissy fit, bearing in mind we'd been up at like ridiculous time in the morning. So we can't measured. We thought about it. It was like, we're stupid faults. Let's go eat, drink go back home and think about this and come back the next day and get the next flight, which is what we did. Um, Which we made sure we were there about four hours early for, good boy to hell. Um, (laughs) But we got out there um, only to open the plane doors to about a 43 degree Italian heat wave. Um, Therefore, Mm -hmm. me and Natasha look at each other going, "Mm, hmm, Mm this is going to be fun. Um, but yeah, it was good, so it was hot. I think it was hot everywhere in all fairness, wasn't it? Um, yeah. But not the best start to mind Natasha and Dan's beast anyway, for a, a very early morning start, but it was all good in the end. We got there, um, we managed to watch the registration the night before and get registered and watch the rules. And then we had a, a reasonably early, early night, late, sorry, not a late night, an early morning start. And then it was beast time, go, go, go. Um, we obviously had done last year, so we had a, an idea of roughly what this beast was going to be like, and that was going to be just pure up, mm-hmm. um, mountain. Yeah, pure mountainous and up. I think, although I think the elevation was the same as Maudine,
1: this more,
0: I think, a little bit more. This felt worse. Um, looking back now, I think. I'll give you my reason why I think it's felt worse. Because <laughs> I think with Morzine there seemed to be a lot more down or flats. Whereas with this it all just seemed to be up or down. If that makes sense, there didn't seem to be any sort of hold your pace six minute mile running, it all tended to be fifteen miles stomping uphill or ridiculous yeah. trying not to break your ankles on the way downhill or lose toenails.
1: I think if we're looking at Morzine versus Dolomites. The one major thing is that Morzine had all its carries almost on an uphill. This is very true. Whereas Dolomites had, I think, four major carries. Yeah, more carries, legs. but... Yeah, yeah two sandbags, one um, uh, log, one chain. And, chain, and a bucket, bucket. so five, five carries. Five carries, but they were all relatively on a flat kind of area, whereas Morzine was just... Vertical climb of brutalness.
0: I actually thought all the carries were pretty straightforward this year round. Yeah, like I didn't feel like, oh my god, I'm gonna die at any point. I mean, the bucket carry, old school, open top, fill your own bucket to the holes. It we Light, own. I loved it. I could run it, it was brilliant. And yeah.
2: the buckets were smaller than ours. Hi, oh, oh, oh hello, Natasha. She's
0: <laughs> in, in the bucket, I reckon. <laughs> could you can actually
2: get it. your arms around it.
0: Yeah, so that's a, that's interesting because I never think of things like because I suppose I'm a guy and I've got the longer arms for someone like Tasha to come in and go oh, those buckets are smaller. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't. You, know, you don't see that type of thing from our point no, of view.
1: We don't notice because it's the same.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> but so uh, as
0: you said, the log as well. The log. something I pointed out the log was lovely milled round log, no sharp edges. There was no bark on there. Mm-hmm. There was no tree left on it. It was an One. actual. Long. It didn't have one that was seven foot long and the rest were And four, one that but... was two. Well, <laughs> I did... I just seem to, to managed to pick up a smaller one, which was quite a handy. But, Was um, it pink one,
2: Jack? Did you go... It wasn't the pink one. one.
0: Yeah, it no, was no, definitely the no, one, but it just didn't seem as... didn't seem as long as the others. I, I measured them up. I had them up.
2: I'm sure that you said you took the women's sandbag as well. Oh,
0: I did. Oh. Uh, well, yeah, until I had some French guy going, No, 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 other one! Another one's picked up! No, no, no! I
1: was
0: like, I wonder why this is so light. Yeah, <laughs> it feels easy. It feels really easy. Renting
1: um, away, like.
0: so yeah, I mean, and it was interesting because we did say that um, we reason we thought that like the carries were reasonably simple and light is because last year at and Joe Senna was there, and he apparently said, "No, I want crazy carries." And this year, him the not being there, I think they've probably been a little bit nicer to us. But yeah. that's nice on the up. They just seem to be. And as we'll get into this in a minute, there just seemed to be some. I mean, the freaking start was on a ringing up, you know, it wasn't, you know, you straight in, wasn't you? You know, that little loop and then into the woods and then up, 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 up. After that, over through and the mini out throughs, as I call them.
2: there was a couple where you think oh the top's just there and then you turn the corner oh no there was quite a few of them
0: wasn't there So, if anybody's actually been skiing we basically ran up the wrong way a lot of the ski runs so just to give you an idea i mean a lot of the at the top there at the middle station are probably red and black runs so we're running up Those sort of red and black runs the negative way, the wrong way. Would
1: you say the percent was twenty-five, thirty percent? I think that
0: bottom one. So after we went over the walls and then went up that stony track, that's got to be that's got to be twenty percent.
1: Twenty percent.
0: Then I think that's when we got to the the top of that, and then it sort of broke out to I can't think the obstacle it was um block wall. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then it seemed to climb up again to Monkey Hanger.
2: No, oh, you had the. um block pool and then you went across those fields through the streams down
0: the- uh, yeah the- i'm i'm thinking of the i'm thinking of the super now yeah of course the beast yeah,
2: down the mountain again you think oh this is lovely and then suddenly they turn yes. sharp left up that really but even
0: i don't know if when you got there tash it must have been the same for you as well as you dropped off that that is where all the cows were it was like a boggy field yeah, so yeah, even, you even when you were going down you couldn't fly but no no for breaking your ankle type of thing
1: but <laughs> uh, yeah, so the, the basically the climbs were between uh, 20%, 30% most of the way through. There yeah. was like, probably about two or three sections where it was like nicely runnable. A little bit where they sent us through the technical terrain in the wood. Um, then kind of the downhill hill section at the end where you were going through the rocky bit. But it was still yeah. run. But-
2: My favourite bit was the bit after Atlas Carry. When you went through that woods, wooded bit, and then yeah. you came out and uh, over that beautiful white stony bit, which was, slowed your pace down. But then you went down into the inverted wall and down into the bucket and into the village. And yeah, they had so the spray for the slip.
1: Technical wall. trail bit through the. Uh, yeah. Across, yeah, that
2: was really nice. And
1: across the side of it, that was nice. So we had then three
0: then or had four new rainbow. things. Didn't we? We yeah. had, so we had three or four new things we've experienced this year, I found. The helicopter. Which was you. pretty fucking awesome. Uh, basically, a helicopter. In a helicopter with Dave Watson in it, chopping it around. Um, got a little bit closer to the front of the, the pack than us, but admittedly, it was still pretty cool. Um, we had the snow cannons that normally freeze and make snow firing out water on us, which was oh, actually so nice. Really quite nice. That was nice. <laughs> really and nice. it
2: created that rainbow, like I was just saying, um, coming down <laughs> to the village. It felt like you are running under a rainbow. That was my favourite part.
0: I, didn't even, I was too busy like, dying at that point, I think. <laughs>
2: um, <laughs> I was smiling at that point.
0: We got to try, I think Luke's done it before, but me and Natasha got to try the ape hanger for the first time.
2: Yes. Which
0: is a good doable obstacle, but it does slow you down. Um,
2: yeah. <laughs> and also, I remember saying to you boys the night before, my plan was to get into the water, mm. keep my hands dry, climb up the rope. And ah, nice keep day. dry. <laughs> I fell in and went completely submerged in the water. I just, I like, That's that plan gone then.
0: <laughs> I re-watched the, so anybody that doesn't know what the ape hanger is, it's basically a pit that they've cut out for about four, four foot deep. So you're getting up to a sort of your chest, don't you? And you have to climb a rope, which isn't very high. It's probably only about eight foot, a rope. And then you get onto like a metal aluminium bar ladder, but it's like a chain ladder, what you'd expect, like an exit, uh, like what I have called a fire gap evacuation ladder. And you basically just monkey bar it to the end. Then it goes like, up and down. Up and then up and down again as it naturally loops. So yeah. there are quite wide gaps as well. I'd say about a foot, foot and a half, would you say, Natasha? Quite a wide, mm. not, it's not as close as monkey bars, is it?
2: No, it was wide not wide
0: because when you're pulling, it's moving.
1: Really, it's moving up. So when you're pulling down, it's pulling away. I don't from know what you it.
0: guys did. I, I personally, I, I think I matched the first few, and then I was like, oh, it's not too bad. I, I, I sort of monkeyed it and missed one out. I don't know. I don't know. Tasha went sideways. Uh, yeah,
2: because my, particularly my right hand was soaking wet, and I've not got the best um, confidence in wet obstacles. So I was, all I was thinking about was just my grip. It was okay in the end, actually. It was um, better than I expected. I just did, I think one of you boys suggested to me in the past was just move your hands quickly yeah. so you haven't really got a chance to slip
0: off. <laughs> well, with all obstacles though, isn't it? If you've got that confidence to go through them quickly. that's. And I mean, we can come back to this, but we, I watched the live feed back again and a lot of the footage was of Peter Ziska at that point and like, the, the top guys. Yeah. And I'm surprised, other than John Alban, uh, who was not winning at that point. But other than him, how many of those foreign racers took that so steady? Like, hand-to-hand, made it look difficult. Um, and I said this on the, on the race, didn't I? When we ran for a little bit together, I was like, I feel like we've got the obstacles, they've got the hill running. And that's the bit that's setting us down, and that's the bit that's making them better. But I'm still quite interested how slow they take us up. Not all of them, obviously, but... No. You know, Quite a few of those foreign guys, they're, they're, not struggle, but seem to take their time on the obstacles. I suppose. Well, I think it,
1: especially Ape has just come to Europe this year. It's been in America the last few seasons. I don't know if it's made it to the like Eastern European Spartan races yet. I don't right. know if it's been in Hungary or Poland or Slovenia. It would
2: also
1: it be It will probably make Seattle. its way over.
2: Yeah, inter- I hope they do. I hope they get that in the UK. I liked that obstacle. I'd say be interested to see how they tackle it in a sprint or a super. Maybe they thought in a race that long... I don't long, think it is a much- sprint.
0: They took it out of the super for us. And they took it out of the sprint for you. So I'm assuming it's a beast yeah. obstacle. Yeah, I think but it's I mean, a beast um, obstacle.
2: Obstacles in general, would they attack them more in a shorter race? Maybe they were thinking yeah, in a maybe. race that's long, I'm not going to save much by... Taking those extra seconds. But
0: you say that, Peter Ziska lost, in my opinion, I know John was always going to catch him, but I think Peter Ziska, Ziska lost a lot of time on that particular obstacle mm. going into those three mud pits. Somehow, John managed to, within three obstacles, catch up with him with barely any running. I know he was obviously a quicker runner as well and took him on a downhill, but. And then we got to the rope, so after that, the, the, uh, the three walls um, of mud, rolling mud, thank you. Mm. Um, which by the time I got to them were frickin' hard work to get out of because it was just yeah. a hard um, Managed to do it in the end. Um, the next got...
2: day they were nice, though, because I was, I was fully expecting on the sprint to get to them and then be even worse. But they'd almost had steps created by that point. It was, it was
0: <laughs> yeah, much it was better. a little bit easier, wasn't it? And then, we, um, then the rope climb. I knew that rope climb was a slightly thinner rope. Um, yeah. Um, and I, I, I was getting halfway up it and I was like, there's no point in using my feet here. My footlock isn't really working. No. My, grip, my grip's good enough. I might as well just go hand to hand. So I just literally went up hands hit the bell. Ah, uh,
2: that's interesting. I thought, because I wore the X, ex- no, I wore the Maxes instead of the XTRM's. I assumed it was because of the shoes, but you said no, you couldn't them. I
0: mean, I, uh, I, you know, I had my foot lock in, but it wasn't exactly it giving wasn't me much thing, support, no. no. It was just stopping me full, but it wasn't actually lifting me up the rope. I was, it was my arms that were physically... Yes. Um, and Graham Roberts was there at that point cheering and he's got a great picture of me on <laughs> the rope looking like I'm squatting for a poo because I'm just going up all hands. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but, <laughs>
0: And then, then it was a drink- Very st-
2: eloquently <laughs> put, Jack.
0: Yeah, thank you. Which was, was much needed, wasn't it, the drink stations on the course I was saying before, oh. that it was yeah. ridiculously hot for us, well, for everyone really, but probably more so for us English. Um, sure.
2: I've never, ever drunk that much on a run before. I've, after It was all right until you stopped. And then I remember speaking to you and Phil at the end, Luke, and I was like, oh my God, I feel so sick. Cause I'd eaten and drunk so much. And it's almost yeah. like then when you stop, it all just catches up with you. But you needed it. Yeah. I think I must have yeah. drunk the equivalent of eight 250ml bottles.
0: I you topping them up as well at the stations?
2: Yeah. So I was um, drinking them in between and then just topping them up when I got to each station. Yeah.
0: Right.
1: But they had six on course when it was needed. They had them spaced out almost, for the Saturday race, they had them spaced out almost perfectly. Every
0: two, wasn't it, I think? So it kind of helped.
1: About every two bits. So that was, uh, that was pretty good planning, obviously, by Spartan to have mm. enough. And they had bananas. They had gels at the back end of the course as well, yeah. I think. Yeah, they did. Yeah, I, I, didn't,
2: I didn't risk them. Just I had enough of my own. I thought, no, don't risk anything new apart from banana. Uh, I don't want that on the top of the mountain.
0: <laughs> and you have, a, you have a new thing that I forgot to mention that we had never experienced before, which was really interesting, was I did I only saw my first one at halfway when it said 12K to go. So I didn't mm. know if there was any before that, but they were put in signs at the minimal K you've got to go. I think, that, I think it started at halfway, so it started at 12. Mm. At that point, you dropped down. That's when Natasha was saying you dropped down into the village area again, didn't you? Uh, which is quite cool—a bit of a loop of the village.
1: You it, slip wall. Uh, well, it was a bucket hoist, slip wall, a frame. Then you made your way back out of the village underneath the air, to another hill.
0: Yeah, and that—that that was, <laughs> that was the killer hill. That was the that that one there. If I think back now, that first hill fifth, at the time felt bad, but that second one. Went up to about 40% at the top there. It was just like trudging, wasn't it?
2: See, I Mm. think my worst one was um, later on. I Gosh, when was it? So you did the chain carry and then you went down and then you went up up, round to the right, and then you went round to the left, and it just went, oh, steeper, 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 steeper. So that was your last climb. The that very last climb.
0: We're not even really there long. yet. Well, that, that last climb was, and I was, it's quite funny, because at that point, I remember thinking of Luke, I could see Luke looking back at me saying, oh, Jack's coming up to me. I'll, I'll, you almost sort of like, didn't slow down, but you almost sort of like, wanted to talk to like, see me to give you an excuse to slow down, I think. like, help me. And I had this, um, that Franco, the Spanish guy in front of me, and it, yeah. what he didn't realise, he was pushing me on. He kept going, come on, come on, English, come on, come on. Ah. We were climbing, and he took the inside line on that path, which was the steepest point of that corner, and all yeah. you guys were going right to the right, so you got ah. longer. And I, I remember looking up thinking, do I save myself 30 seconds by going up the steep bit, or do I just go round and up? And then getting halfway on that and going... This was stupid. This is stupid, but you get that at that point. um, Until we stupidly came off bloody uh, slackline, which we'll get to. But at that point, you're thinking, "I've got to be nearly there soon. I've got to be nearly there soon. I've got to be running down at some point." Um, Yeah,
2: that 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 particular hill, I was thinking, right? It's around. 14 and a bit miles this course I'm on 12 and a half they've this has got to be the last hill because they've got to get me back down yeah they've lied <laughs>
0: well I I actually saw I think it I think it was Thomas Blanc or one of the guys and that as they came past me they went last hill nearly there and then you've got oh thank god for that and then it's and like but, yeah but then really. in the back
2: of your head you're thinking mm, do I trust you
0: yeah, but at that point, that's when we hit Slackline. And as I came around the corner with that relief of, yes, we're done, I saw Slackline it and I thought, balancing. oh, uh, whichever was first? Slackline Blackline was
1: first. Uh, uh, was, was first, and then it was Balance Beam.
0: Oh, well, let's, let's talk about yeah. Slackline first. I yeah. stupidly went on it, and I did exactly what I did last year. I tried to be all kosher with it and nice and steady <laughs> and not a chance. It was so bouncy. I should have yeah. just gone for it.
1: Uh um, oh, yeah. I
0: listened the to
1: you. Line, hmm? The slat line here was actually double the size of what they had in Morzine. Yeah. And they had the smaller version one in Spain, um in Mallorca race this year, which I managed to do in like a three-move shuffle and a jump. Mm-hmm. But three move
0: shuffle and jump, alright. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I tried to do the same on this one, but because it was longer, the jump didn't quite make it, and I was like, no. No, I
2: did listen to you, so boys. Close. And I did try and do the just get on it and jump off it, but I was like, this definitely feels too long for that.
1: And yeah, it's I got too long. To
2: about halfway, and I just yeah came yeah. off it, and it landed in the middle of me.
0: You <laughs> and to like, Are you that that okay? First <laughs> set of burpees it actually felt okay. I was like, at least I could be running up that hill again, so that's fine.
2: I have to say, the marshals are really nice. There was no shouting at you, like, do that properly. There seemed to be a lot more
0: marshals than previously I've ever raced. There was three or four to each obstacle with a referee that had a separate top on that said official. So you knew exactly who was giving the orders out and they came and got your headband and it seemed a little bit more professional than I've ever ever had before.
1: Yeah, Yeah. when we were at the briefing on the Friday... Um, I think Robert Coble or somebody came up and said that that was the the most official race they've had, like more volunteers, more actual officials that had been at series races, other events before um, were at the, European Championships than ever, and it showed because. And they every... were on
0: it, weren't they? They were properly yeah. on it. Like every little thing you almost did wrong, they would tell you. I mean, we can ex- we can say that on the the um, on the Olympus um, the next day. So Luke started doing Olympus, took his foot off the block, started going. I think you must have gone, oh, I'm not quite right, or your hand position wasn't right. He put his foot back on the block to start again, and they were like, "No, that's your tunts, burpees." And we're yeah. like, "What?"
1: You know, and like, I was like no.
0: it actually came down, but that's them knowing the rules, I oh.
1: Well, yeah, I guess I've never gone, never gone back. I put my hand forward, and I went to put my other hand backwards, and as I did, like, I pushed my foot, and yeah. it touched the top. And I was like, I'm not on the floor. They were like, No, Bobby. I was like, Oh, so, oh. Yeah, that's good. Do you know what I mean?
0: It's not good for you, but you know, it's good um, that they're implementing the actual true rules. Um, yeah, so yeah. Then at that point, the point, first time the race, we were together actually. Um, doing burpees on oh, the box I was doing about 15 burpees as you failed it I think so we were burping together then I managed to go um I was on balance beam then we got to balance beam and I looked at the balance beam and thought that looks a lot more upright than what we're used to
2: and it was um extremely sippy. i didn't have the
0: oh, the grips on the it little
2: rungs did
0: it and no. it was like you put your foot on it and it just slipped so down a oh no fence posts basically and it must have been, I reckon, a 45-degree angle, so quite a steep yeah. angle. It wasn't like the ones in England where you could easy point up. Because, again, I went at it nice and easy, tried to walk up the damn thing, got halfway, wobbled a little bit, that was it, I was done. Um, watched everyone that did it, they just flew at it again. So I was like, okay. Oh, I
2: didn't. I did not see one person get over yeah, it when it's was there. there. was
0: a lot of people failing at that point. I mean, it doesn't help you just go off a massive hill, admittedly, you know, their legs would feel like Jenny, but...
2: <laughs> with that awful sled pull obstacle just before, so your legs felt awful.
0: I oh, See, I got lucky with that. Luke didn't, and I'm sure he'll tell you about the experiences, but I got lucky with my sled, I think.
2: Also, the women's weight was the same as the men's we have since. Uh, that, yeah, that's It was so... Heavy, even the weight that was in the actual sled weighed more than way more than me. So I was thinking, God, with that sled, I was having to literally pull. I tried every technique I could think, and I could not even move it an inch. I was like despairing, like, what do I do? Because I didn't, I stupidly didn't know can I burpee on this or is it mandatory. So I just kept going, and I had to stand facing it with the bar behind my back, grab each side, and just pull it one inch, then the other side another inch. It took forever. God, I that was is... gassed. My arms, mm. everything, my breathing.
1: Oh, that, I think that was that, the
2: worst bit of the race The
1: bit me. that they did it on, the ground, there were some bits that were grassy, some were rocky, and some was just like mud and churn. Yeah. And I think if you got the bit on the grass, it kind of slid a bit more. Mm. So when you got it moving, it actually went. And then there was a few bits on the rock, which I managed to get, and I got caught on like some stone, and I had to like, Pull the hook up and then move it and then go, then pull it again, and then biceps
0: it. it. Took me like yeah. twice. One but I kind of like the obstacle because it makes you do that. It's not like I just feel like in England, right? Our sled pull has just become like oh, one pull, two pull, three pull, drag it back, fine. It hasn't, whereas this actually gassed you like they're trying to achieve. That's what they're trying to achieve. They're trying to make something that's freaking awkward to pull. Yeah. And has, oh, it was hard. And they've done it. That's a great obstacle, in
1: my opinion. We had that at Windsor, though, when the ground was on the Sunday, it got really shitty after the Saturday race, and you couldn't move the sled. Hmm. There was only, like one or two that you could actually move. And then if you can't move it, it's like kind of takes half the time to get it going. But yeah, it, it's a good obstacle, and it's never really been that hard before but it just seemed to be the ground got it caught
0: and yeah so then Spanish. from there and then from there it was the in my case the brutal downhill um into like a nice little valley sort of mountainous uh forestry area at what yeah. point you could hear spartan Phil getting louder and louder and louder um
2: so that one k to go
0: one k to go that felt like about five miles but one k to go Uh, of pure running until we hit the stairway to Sparta. Um, And then at that point, you knew that you were only two obstacles home. That was the spear and then the multi-rig. Got that spear. Love the fact that everyone's watching you and cheering you. That's really cool. Um, I personally hit the spear, got past the multi-rig, no problems. Fire jump. They
2: put pond cover on that spear
1: because... There was some... (laughs) There was some black covering, which I'm not even sure why. Because I it think happened.
0: it was like, um, do you know what, what you put under, like, um, plants weeds coming through? Like a hard garden sort of
1: yeah. mesh.
0: Because if, if you hit it, you heard it sort of break into it. Yeah. yeah. So you had to really give it some fucking welly to get it actually through that black stuff.
1: Yeah. Unlike,
0: days. unlike cling film, it was more like a thicker cling film, if you like. Yeah, it was. But, yeah, Top both
2: days inclusion. my aims were great, but it didn't
0: go through the. Your, yeah, your beast, your beast throw was a good throw, in all fairness. Yeah. It, you just didn't have the legs. It was just a bit of a. <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately to you, because at that point, um, I mean, you still f- crushed it, but at that point, you lost, unfortunately, a position uh, due to the spirit. Did, yeah. but, um
2: And then had to do burpees with the blistering sun. <sighs> That wasn't fun. But it's nice to everyone there cheering you on though,
1: isn't it? I uh. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I was thinking,
0: and then- One thing
2: we are was the most pathetic <laughs>
1: burpees. Just like, don't worry, I did them as well after missing. It was just like, one. <laughs> two,
0: <laughs> did you look three. at the crowd and you just like face him away, like, no one's looking at me,
1: no one's looking at me. <laughs> I faced the spear, I was like, fucking spear. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, where was it? Down into the multi-rig then. And it had proper multi rig, bar, rope, rope, ring, ring, ring.
0: Yeah. yeah. Four Which, rings or five rings?
1: Four rings, four. two red, two yellow, and two ropes before with and a the rope and knots. Yeah, The rope had a knot, so that is giving it some extra swing. The best kind of thing was get on the bar, move yourself along to the bar, grab the rope, and just treat it as a ring and swing through. Yeah. through the ring. The way people were coming off is if they went double rope and got stuck.
0: Yeah, and that's their grab. Yeah. Right. That's yeah.
1: That's you uh, kind of get stuck, and you need to pull up momentum, basically. Yeah, you've kind of you're just stuck on those two ropes, and it kind of just leaves you hanging, unfortunately.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I like that they changed it up. Well, I wanted to do it again on the Sunday, but it was quite cool that they changed the multi rig on the Sunday. Was oh, super course.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, they changed, added a wall to the end. But if you want yeah, to see, that's
2: good
1: fun. If you want to see the best finish to a race, I think almost ever, watch the highlight video that Spartan have put up between Peter Ziska and Sergi Pellegrini the Russian guy. It I is think,
0: it's I don't, I've looked at this about 15 times now, just because I wanted to see what he did. Um, He's so
2: fast, you can't tell. We can't.
0: Yeah, we can't tell. We think we think he jumped out and grabbed the end of the bar. Then we think he went from the second rope to the third ring to the last ring to the bell. Well, he only touched, I think, four four Both. handles.
1: I'm sure it was four things. He and looked- it was
0: bang, 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 bell. But he did it at such a speed, like oh, in a we, ninety, we time it now. through like he looked like a monkey. He did actually yeah. look like a monkey. Uh, he must have and,
2: been through that rig in two seconds flat.
0: Oh, if not, yeah, that. But the best bit was just to see Peter Ziska on the rig, like. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just raced the whole of that bloody race. Because, for most people know know, Peter Ziska went out probably a bit too hard for him, and he led John by about three minutes, which John didn't panic. He slowly kept up on him. At the top of that rope climb, he then flew downhill and got about four minutes on Peter. So- but did you
2: see, uh, this shows the level of confidence John has, that they were on that rope at the same time. He got off just before Peter, and then he just walked over to get a drink. Banana and two drinks, yeah. Drink yeah. And
0: then off yeah. Again. It he, knew, he knew, didn't he? I mean, yeah, he close but you think what was going through Peter Ziska's head, right? He was absolutely dying. He was winning that race for the first eight miles, you know, probably fitting on top of the world to be overtaken by John, him still to maintain that good pace, which he did, and then to be beaten to third in the last obstacle, the last 50 metres.
2: I felt bad enough losing it on the last obstacle from fifth yeah. to six, let alone from <laughs> second to well, third. The poor guy.
1: Yeah, he missed his spear, and he was he finished his burpees before um, Sergi actually... Sergi hit his spear and then started leaving, and Ziska was actually on the multi-rig.
0: so basically Sergi came down from the, the thing, grabbed the spear, put the spear in, ran around the corner, did the thing all in that time that Peter took to do one really multi-rig.
1: Well, yeah, he just finished his burpees as he landed his spear. Which... So
0: did you see Peter's spear? Because on on the thing, it looked like it went in and stuck. So it must have it must have hit the floor because it was actually in the bale. So it must have touched the floor. Because so... he ran off and was like, "Am I? Am I? Am I?" And they were like, "No, buddy." Really. Oh no! And um, and the best bit of that whole because I watched the commentary back. The best bit is when John came through, hit the spear. Dave Watson goes, oh, and there's a textbook spear there from John Abbam, I'm thinking- Was it? Was textbook? it? Textbook, <laughs> it was about an inch off the floor in the woods. <laughs> Which is brilliant, like, oh yeah, textbook from the world champion mate. <laughs> I'm like, no, <laughs> that's no, not a textbook. <laughs> um, and you took about three step backs to go, oh, do
2: I throw? no, maybe not. Oh, it, no, I think I asked him and
0: he said the rope was all curled up and he wasn't a bit sure whether it was knotted up uh, or not. Then we kept looking down at the rope. Um, but, do you know, my, my my best moment of the whole thing, and that was when I got home and sat down with Emily and we started watching the thing. And it was at the Rolling Muds. And they, mm. Miriam had just gone through. And I think um, Pe- pepper, Janka Pepevar had just gone through. I think it was a couple more. And then, then the uh, so they're all talking, the German guy that was doing the commentary was, Saying who was there and who was there. And he was like, Oh, then we have Natasha Mansell from UK. <laughs> UK, and third. From UK. Even no one knew that. I still went, What the fuck? Third?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: like, like uh, Third? Or what? <laughs>
2: I lost third at the sandbag carry when I fell down the ditch. <laughs>
0: And I never made it, but it was up. just so funny to listen to this guy saying Natasha Mansell, <laughs> <is, laughs> you're gay? <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> pretty
2: cool
0: made, made my day that is
2: oh and I know I haven't watched all of the lives back but um, got a pretty cool stat today my mother watched it and said I was apparently the first amateur so non-professional who does it for a job home that's quite cool
0: how does she know that? how do they know that? apparently
2: they said mm-hmm. it on the live
0: oh really? yeah Okay. they also say they also said at one point in the team event that me luke and john train together <laughs> I was like, oh, really? God. <laughs> <laughs> we wish we wish <laughs> yeah. mm, um, so yeah. that was the yeah. beast course what so overall guys i mean obviously we've already compared it to morzine what, yeah. do you, what uh, natasha for your first international beast at that level what would your sort of closing re- feeling be um Tasha?
2: it was exactly the level of difficulty I expected, but I performed better on it than I expected. Um, which you performed a... better than we expected. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks guys. Um, yeah, considering I've never done anything like that before, um, apart from that cart horse obstacle, the thing I'm most happy about is I never had a negative thought in that race. Mm. I enjoyed every single minute of it, no matter how hard it was. Um, so yeah. I, I think thinking. that's the key.
0: I generally think if you look at all the top races, women or men, I think if you just go out there and enjoy it, yeah. I mean, look at Miriam, she's a perfect example of just running with a smile on her face. I love her. I mean, that, I mean, she was with me in the chain carry, not quite. I just finished, she came on. She was running with that chain, like with a huge smile on her face. I just thought that's yeah. why she's winning this because she's enjoying every second of it. Yeah. And there
2: was one really lovely like, member of staff, um, I'll give a shout out to it at the end, She came over to me and she said, oh, I've got some footage of you. She's like, you're, well, obviously apart from Miriam, she's like the only woman who was smiling the whole way. Every time I saw you, you had a big grin on your face. And I think i did like i still remember like seeing that rainbow and just having a big grin and i felt like some even though it's only 14 miles some ultra runner like running (laughs) across like the most beautiful country i was thinking yeah this is this is pretty epic you can't not enjoy it so
0: when people say to you why do you do these things that is exactly why i do it because that feeling of and this is going to sound real hippie but when you're running in nature like that on those mountains in the middle of dolomites Hmm. that just gives you that beautiful, amazing feeling of just being free, doesn't it? It's like a, you know, like how you should have run years ago. That's how I feel sometimes. It
2: just gives you such energy. Like, I only went out on a Sunday purely because I thought I want to see more of it because there was obviously points on Saturday because it was hard, you think. I probably spent too much time looking at my feet or looking at where I was going, not at the surroundings. So I thought I'll go out on Sunday and look a bit more at it. Yeah. And I found myself after like, I thought I'll take it easy. And I just felt this energy, and I was enjoying it so much that my legs just were like, go, go, go. Like, the minute, every time I could. Yeah. You know, I was still hitting we were five for the moment. on the downhill.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: Sixes on the flat. And I was like, how's that happening after yesterday? But I think it's just that energy that you get.
0: Yeah, how much do you think you did? So, obviously, we'll, we'll skip the chase. You actually won the second day. I and mean, we've still got to come to the result of the beast at the minute. But you won the sprint, obviously, Tash. Um, mm-hmm. I think you were sixth overall as well, weren't you?
2: Yeah.
0: And let's be honest, I mean... Conrad Hackensass, or what his name is, is, is a pretty big name to be running with. Um, Conrad so, Hackinson. Hack, what's his name? Hackinson. He, um, he obviously won for the men. Do you think you did that because of the... You know I always say to Luke in, in the UK Spartan, oh, did you run off confidence or did you run because you were feeling well? Same question to you. Were you running that well, do you think, because it was the confidence of the day before? Or do you generally think your legs felt good? Or was it something else? Can you, It's like a non-explainable... Feeling they
2: certainly pants. didn't feel like, when I was warming up, I wasn't thinking, I feel good. Yeah. I was thinking, I definitely feel fatigued. Yeah. Um, I do think going off with the men helped. We went off with, with the men in the sprint. Yeah. And that, yeah, that, I think that naturally drags you along a little bit. So mm-hmm. I didn't know where I was in the men, but I kept running up that first hill the whole way until it turned that sharp corner and then I walked. Um but yeah, I don't know. I think it, I, my legs definitely felt better than I expected, and it probably was a little bit of confidence of, well, yeah. I've done this already. I can do this. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know how long it was going to be. I did think it was going to. You want to know about... something interesting? Yeah.
0: So here's where UK don't freaking use their common sense. That that you should have had a separate wave, but because there was only eight girls in the wave, they went, "What's the point?" As much as put them in the men. It was brilliant. Do you know what I mean? And that's what UK needs to start doing. Right, if there's any less than a certain amount of girls, we'll just mix them up.
2: I did feel sorry for second place because she said to me afterwards, Oh, I think there's prize money. And I was like, no, she went, look here. And I was like, that was yesterday. She went, I didn't run yesterday. She thought the prize money was for all of them. So she <laughs> saved herself for the sprint.
0: Oh no. no. Yeah. Thank <laughs> sorry. you. And also, someone that isn't on the podcast today, which we need to massive mass shout out to, and that's your other half, Dan. I hadn't realised until the um, the night before the race when we were chatting that Dan hadn't ever done a beast before. No. So <laughs> for him to come to the Dolomites and yeah. do his first ever beast in the Dolomites is and and finish because me and Luke were saying there were some big names that didn't actually finish. Yeah. No, was I think there's about 15 on the DNF board when I looked at the end. A hey, how how
2: beast. easy is uh, an English beast going to feel now? <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, so yeah, massive shout out to Dan for uh, achieving his first ever beast and a big beast as it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and, I and then putting up with us all as well. You know, a few weeks ago,
2: just jumped in.
0: Yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah, why not? So then the next day, obviously, you did the sprint dash. Um, oh, do you want to go for results Luke, of the beast?
1: Go for it. So, so
0: spots. John Alban. Two
1: hours, 18.53, unhuman almost. Um, Sergi Pellegrini, who we spoke about, came second, two hours, 27.41. Peter Ziska 2.27.48, seven seconds between them.
2: Oh, over that course. Brutal.
1: Um, Theobald Jean, two hours, 31.59. Was he fourth, was he? I didn't know that. He actually came fourth in Morzine last year, but yeah. was promoted to third European because... because uh, Johnny Johnny Lunanema, yeah. yeah. Uh, he's making a
0: habit of it. i tell you what, he is tiny. I stood next to him in the start gate. He is like a little boy.
2: <laughs> really?
0: <laughs> no, look, like, there's nothing on him. There is, like, not even muscular-wise. He's, he's, like, nowhere near as big as John, but, like, height-wise, tiny.
2: No way. Honestly. Yeah.
0: He's like a 12-year-old boy. He's quite petite. But he can
2: run.
0: (laughs) And,
1: well, then, somebody that isn't petite, Sebastian Conrad Hackinson was
0: fifth. And he's the opposite. He's a monster. He's
2: a beast. We were saying this. How the hell
0: does he he carry 100 kilos around those mountains like that? yeah. He's,
1: what, six foot? What would you say? Six Six,
0: six, foot? But built like a brick shit
1: house. Fucking huge. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um,
1: so he was fifth in two hours thirty two twenty eight, which is very impressive. Um, so that's the male. We we'll go to the men, uh, female now. Miriam Bossé, two hours fifty four thirty nine, first Rushing. place. Fifty
2: four,
0: two hours fifty four. Is that what she did? Yeah, two fifty four. Shit, I've got cheek. <laughs> 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 Yanka Pepova.
1: Um, three hours, five.
2: Is she the ultra world yeah. champion?
1: She is the ultra, current reigning ultra-beast world champion.
0: And apparently someone told me she had really bad stomach cramps during the race as well. Oh, wow, she did good. Yeah, she did quite well, uh, it off.
1: Alyssa Petrova, uh, from Russia, three hours, eight, thirty-nine. Um, fourth place, Gisbel Kramer, three hours, thirteen. And fifth place, Honor Socrates from Spain. We don't like her.
0: We don't like her, do we, Tash? We don't like her. <laughs> no.
2: Hey, it was my fault, not She could throw
0: a spear. God damn her. <laughs> damn it. So, but just to put that in perspective, so Tash, if you hadn't have spent the 10 minutes you reckon you're on the cart horse, and you hadn't have spent the two and a half minutes doing burpees at the spear, and two and a half minutes doing burpees at the multi thing, we worked Slack that out. Line, you being about ten minutes closer. So yeah, if you have had a clean run, you could have easy hit fourth, maybe even yeah. pushing for third. Maybe. Yeah. How crazy is that?
2: Yeah, yes. it's pretty cool, huh?
0: How mind blowing is that?
2: I think, and there's, uh, and they are definitely things like spear. I can definitely fix. I know, throw it a bit hard next time. Multi rig was just.
1: Yeah. The you fatigue just did that cart
2: horse obstacle in my arms and the burpees in the heat. I was so exhausted. I wasn't really thinking what I was doing. I should not fail that. And I, I had confidence going into that. So I won't fail that next time.
0: I might become a girl and just become third in the girls that I'm into. <laughs> <happy>
2: with that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, No, I've definitely decided um, I'm going to target it next year. There you go. I'm going to practice that slack line, practice that type of balance beam.
0: So what was your time overall in sixth place, Tasha? What did you do? Three hours. Three twenty-two. Nice. That's that's nice. yeah. And that what I can't understand is Marzine felt a lot longer. It was a lot longer. We, I mean, you didn't do Marzine, obviously, Tash, but I think the, it was you, a mile. You, they said we, so we were nearly. We were nearly out there an hour longer. I reckon.
1: Yeah, I looked yeah. at the time and we was like just under four hours. We were almost yeah. there for. Mm-hmm. I think you may have been even over.
0: I was four hours one last year at yeah. and I was what two, two thirteen here three thirty. But, um, yeah. So. This Thomas way. said
2: it was the same elevation, but a mile shorter than Morgan. Yeah,
0: definitely a mile shorter, definitely. So you guys are massively
2: improved, than. if you think. A mile didn't yeah. take you like, you know, 40, 50 minutes, so. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And what's annoying is actually, I said to you to this, Natasha, yesterday, I want to go do the course again now, because I reckon I've got a good half hour in me there. Does that yeah. make sense? Actually, you, know, you know afterwards, you're like, ah, like, oh, I'm just not quite happy with that result. Although mm-hmm. I did really well for me, I'm just not. I mean, i second Brit. I can't, you know. That's we take his first Brit because John Adams not a he's not human. So um, As it is
2: now we know what we can like. I know next year on what to do to target it. So to engage, yeah. I but mean, also even at the sprint. I looked at my average moving time.
0: Yeah, and it was look,
2: nearly two thousand feet, six miles and eleven something, which with obstacles and carries is way quicker than I expected. I could do a course like that. So. <laughs> I just if you think remember.
1: about the course versus what we're running on in the UK,
2: yeah, we don't
1: have any courses that are even close to 5,000 feet. But last year, if you looked at the people who did the Dolomites, almost all of the top European guys did either the Dolomites, Andorra, Morzine, Obendorf. They've already got it in their legs, yeah. They've all raced either one or two of these massive, massive races, and mm. we're racing... St. Clair, 2,000 feet. Island. island, island, which is about 50 feet, if you're lucky.
0: Well, I, let's put it this way. I have to go out for a five-hour run to get at anywhere near 2,000 feet of climbing right um, here. Yeah. All repeat, repeats of, of a hill, which I still haven't got. Um, so, like I say to John the next day, for an Englishman, ignoring John, for an Englishman to be able to do as well as we did, even mix it up with those guys. You know, look at the names even around us, Luke. You know, yeah, some of those boys like who the tally guy on the interview, he was like, Oh yeah, I live two minutes from the corner. This is my training background. Oh no wonder you've just buddy won the buddy team sprint then. <laughs> Jesus. And if you right.
2: look at like what we've just done over the weekend compared to what we usually do. So I like you did even longer than me, you did the super.
0: Yeah.
2: I covered twenty miles and seven and a half to eight thousand feet of elevation in two days.
0: Yeah, well we're we're ten thousand plus, me and Luke.
2: Yeah, you must be. Crazy. Yeah, it's mad. Whereas people are going out there walking. and doing that
0: in a day. So, um, yeah, when we realised Jesse wasn't going to be making it, I made a quick swift call to John Allen to see if he fancied doing the team event. And to my surprise, he sort of went, nah which I was like, that's a no then. Um, but then he did text me back and said, yeah, I'd like to join you. Let's do it. Let's have a bit of fun. So He was awesome. Me and Luke had a chance to go out with John the next day as team GB, team UK, team Brexit, I think at one point we were called. <laughs> um, <laughs> honestly, no one knew what to call Brexit us. the course. <laughs> yeah. And I think because we had John Abbott and our team, everyone expected us to do quite well. Um, but I listened on the uh, live feed and they were like, well, in all fairness, the two teammates of John Abbott, I don't think train as much or anywhere near as much as John does. So yeah. we, might, we might not see them in the top three. <laughs> But he was we, he
2: was so good about like he was so funny as well, John. Like
0: Oh yeah. The he best was just bit nice
1: when... Everyone for him. He went to ran into the first wall, put his back against it and was like, Come on, jump over me, we'll get on and he managed to pop all of his gel and his shorts. <gasps> <laughs> and
0: he was like, Oh, where's my gel? Oh no. His precious shorts that he was worried about was pulling down, <laughs> yeah. smashed his gel in it. Nice. So originally he was going to wear a gore top then he took that off and went no because you boys have ripped that when you're pulling me up and pulling me about <laughs> so I'm like, to go topless and he's like no then you can't pull me right i will go find this top so he just had this spare white top in his thing didn't he? I yeah. was wondering
2: but, what uh, that top was. Yeah he, he didn't
0: care if it got ripped or broken so he was like if I need you to pull me I, you can do that it, it was quite and a nice top <laughs> but then he, when we got running he was like by the way I was joking about the pulling I'm not <laughs> pulling up <look>, this hill <laughs> <laughs> it was just no like funny. I spent a whole Tahoe pulling Jade up the hill. There's no way I'm pulling you up the hill.
2: <laughs> Miriam That's did.
0: Um, yeah. yeah, well, Miriam she was, was pushing Cramer and pulling the French girl up at the same time. Oh, my God. absolute star. Honestly, she was pushing Jezebel and pulling... I can't think of the name. The girl with the dreadlocks. I can't think of her name. Miriam SK SK. So she was pushing one and pulling the other up that mountain. And thinking about really? it, if, if, if John had taken it in turns to help me and you up there, we would have been more competitive. Because when it got to the actual yep. obstacles, we were okay. We were actually quicker than most on the obstacles. Where we keep losing them was on the bloody uphills. Yes.
2: Oh, John, so selfish. So
0: selfish. <laughs> oh, know. The best bit was he was running between people, slapping people on the arse, and running back to us. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he was honestly having such a good time. We'll he did, and now. I was
0: a little bit worried Absolutely. that he was going to be a bit like, oh, Christ, what am I doing this with these two losers for? But <laughs> when we got about three or four miles in, he did turn to us and said, do you are know, what, lads, I'm actually really enjoying this, which made me relax a little bit. It was like, mm. okay, he realizes we're not serious, we're having a bit of fun, you know. He was like, I don't want to do burpees, so we're talking about spear and all this. Um, so I think when he realized we could do obstacles, he was actually kind of happy because it meant we didn't have to stop too much. Mm. Um, yeah, <laughs> I
1: think for the team event, if we had wanted to be competitive, we would have had to not run the Saturday. Yes. Like the 5,500 feet and fucking 14 miles killed our legs for a competitive yeah. team event. Yeah. Um, I did like the way that they um, – so in the team event, they made all the carries looped. So we, ha- we took it in relay turn. So one of us took the bag, did our loop. Next person took the bag, did our loop. So we did manage to get a rest at all of the carry stations, which was kind of nice. Um, the slip wall, they took away all the ropes. So we had to get up it somehow. We were definitely the quickest team over that bad boy.
2: Can, but can we just take a shout out for John on that slip wall? My God. He went up first and then he had just Luke and Luke, you jumped. are no You're no small unit and you were hanging off his leg and he did a pull-up with you and then pulled
0: you up. He said to me, he said to me in the warm-up, he looked at that wall, he went over and sort of felt it up and was like, do you know what, lads? I think I can do that in one go. And I said to him, if you want to do that in one go, you do that in one go. I'm not attempting it, not in front of everyone. (laughs) I came down, I sort of looked at him, he looked at me and he smiled and he's like, I'm going to, I think he went, fuck it, I'm going to do it. And he actually got up really easy. Yeah. He got it, a, got all the other team of the teams sort of went up, shoulder laddered up, shoulder laddered up, laddered up, and then over, and then struggled to pull them over. We actually got it really easy because John was obviously holding the top. Um, Luke then grabbed John's feet and John sort of pulled. John did pull up. <laughs> and yeah. then you were both hanging up, which meant all I had to do really is grab one of your feet. Yeah. And then I was there. Was and it was so easy.
1: I was a little worried when I grabbed John's foot that I'm like, if I break anything or
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> rupture an Achilles, I'm going to die. a world die. champion. <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: don't injure him. Don't injure him. <laughs> no, but he's um, he's pretty yeah. rock solid, isn't he? Do you know what I mean? But, <laughs> I mean, over the... I think we came 12th in the end, but just having the pleasure to run with him and just banter off... And even just watching, even if we weren't talking, just watching the paths and lines he takes in some of those courses, was incredible. I mean, at one point, actually, me and Luke, so after that slip walk, you know, you had to run in the riverbed for a little bit, and there was that bridge you had to go under just before mm-hmm. you came up and out again. He was with us, and we were all running at the same sort of pace. He somehow managed to get through that riverbed under the bridge and up before me and Luke had a chance to even breathe. It was like we weren't even going that quick, but his foot placement of where he puts his feet and where he's confident to put his feet is incredible. Like...
2: Yeah, a bit like what that Johnny was saying,
0: Johnny and Lima, that proprioception. Is yeah. that the way? <laughs> yeah. But I was I was right behind him and just watching and I was trying to take the same line as he was taking, but he was sort of bouncing off things. Whereas I'm like, woo, woo, woo. Yeah. I mean helped my tone I was struggling at that point. But in ge- in general, even downhill, I mean that that bit of downhill loop from the rope climb was hilarious. So we made it up to the rope climb. Uh, they cut a little bit short of the beast. so they cut out the second big hill and just took a straight to the rope climb. Um, mm-hmm. And it sort of dropped off, and you could just see downhill. And John was like, "Right, boys, let's go!" And all three of us flew down this hill. At what
1: point? Favor a bit of the team race because yeah. we had the Spanish team almost next to us. Yeah, and then we all three came over the hill and I was just like, let's go. And we all just overtook the, ho- the whole Spanish team and they were like, yeah. <laughs> what?
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, John Adams is anyone that could keep it up, admittedly. But
2: <laughs> I'm very sorry, but speaking of downhill, I need to go to the physio and get my quads and calves sorted. <laughs>
0: oh, charming. Come on the podcast. Just come I on the level.
2: <laughs>
1: oh,
0: Part-time job.
2: I'm sorry, but I can't cancel now. <laughs> um, I did want to say, it was an absolute pleasure being with you guys this weekend. Thank you so much for your support. It meant a lot.
0: Oh, well Jackson's done.
2: Open mouth, I don't know why. <laughs> I,
0: I, I don't know if I'm more pissed about you buggering off. Or, or, or I like
2: talking
0: <laughs> Well, have fun at the physio. You're part timer. Oh, You're not getting yeah. paid for this episode. <laughs> yeah.
2: Right, guys. Bye. Love
0: you part Jesus. And then there was two. How Um, rude. Where was I before she rudely interrupted me about her physio? Um, Yeah, so coming down that downhill uh, was pretty incredible with John. And just like, high on life, this is how you do it. But he did take a a stumble, can I point out. (laughs) And when I saw John Abelon on his ass coming down that hill, I was like, maybe I'll just back up a little bit. (laughs) Which we all did. Um, and of course, he also failed the uh, after being big cocky about getting up the uh, balance beam. He failed as he was saying, "I can do this," which was quite nice. I've never seen a guy do burpees as quick as John Adman ever did and that on a team race. Didn't he have to? He could have chilled out. He flew through those burpees.
1: He did. Uh, it was pretty uh, pretty surreal to do the whole event and finish with that kind of team race. I really like doing that team event as yeah. my first time doing a team orientated OCR event, which is yeah. very interesting. Well, I did one at OCR Wells before, but it's kind of it's different. Different standard, isn't it? Yeah. Different kind of standard. And, and yeah. They should definitely bring that in to Spartan, like as a regular thing. It'd be great um, to do a proper one in the UK, uh, yeah. at Euros, do one at the Wales, just get used to racing that style because About halfway, we had a few downhill sections and you were coming down a tad slow because your toe was giving you some jip. So there was me, there was John, and I was like, right, you run ahead, John, go fill the bucket up, and me and Jack will come and take the bucket as you come round. So game plan it a little bit, and it
0: worked well. Uh, I thought my game plan was really well, like, of all the carries... If you or me got there first, so uh, if John backed off a bit and allowed me and you to get there first, yeah. we could start our loop, which means you would do the first loop, and then we would get a break while John was doing his loop. and a then break. As jo- oh, a break, yeah. And then as John comes off, we can just go straight away because John can come off the back of a carry. I mean, that's the only time we beat John is when he came off the back of that sandbag carry. mm he was blowing out of his house for about 400 metres and me and Luke were like, let's go. We sprinted off at like a five minute mile and like left Jonathan's bits. And then all of a sudden, like five seconds later, he was like, go on lads. <laughs> I'm but I'm um, ready. Yeah.
1: yeah. But looking at, um, as a whole event, I thought they did a great job again. Um, Spartan Race seemed to put on the best championship-style events um, of anything that I've been to. Uh, Morzine last year, they made a great event. It, it seemed a lot more busier because it was more of like a bigger ski town, but the Dolomites was really busy when you got up to the start area because it was up in the – it was 10 minutes from kind of like the village town area uh, by Cable car. When you got up to that bit where all the start was, it was really busy. There was more action, more going on, and yeah. had a great feel about it. And then in the evenings, down in the town, they did the presentations really well. They did the briefings really well. And the one thing I would say that they could do differently was have the parade of nations earlier. Yeah. If they could do that before or in the daytime, just so, because we wanted to go home, get some food, get ready, because it was a really early start in the
0: morning. And we'd all, like, especially me, Natasha, and Dan, we'd all been yeah. up since two o'clock this morning, so we wanted to get to bed.
1: Yeah. Wonderful.
0: The, to... the other thing I would say as well is that this is difficult because this can't spark and can't change this, but I thought when we went to Maurice in Alvarez, there mm. seemed to be a lot more atmosphere there, but I don't think it's because it was in a city, it was in the town centre. Yeah. Whereas I, think... I felt that it's just lost a little bit of that. Once you come down off the mountain, it was all a bit anticlimax, wasn't it? It was a bit like, oh, that's done. Do you know what I
1: mean? I think, yeah, they put all the stuff up the mountain, and it was great up there. But when you came into like the centre, it was a bit lower, but it was still good. And um, they had a lot of other things going on as well. They had like, um if we were in the pro team, we had our protein team pictures done as well. A few other little bits going on and around. Um, they had a lot of craft stuff there new craft stuff they had the new craft shoes so that was great to kind of see them get a little feel on those have a look yeah all in all definitely another amazing event um one that i would go back and do again like to test myself on the hill probably in a year Um, (laughs) also but um yeah so now it's up in the air kind of where's next year going to be
0: Mm, well, we've worked this out. We think potentially it could be Austria, don't we? That's just us guessing purely because it hasn't been there yet.
1: But if you're looking at the last three, Andorra, Morzine, Dolomites, they're all massive ski mountainous races. So if they're going to continue that trend, Obendorf is the other biggest.
0: The only place we haven't really thought of is like where Peter Ziska comes from in that Slovakia. What are the courses out like there? Because they could easily go to Slovakia. They did really well this year in the team event.
1: They won, yeah, so they could. I think the first ever European Championships was held in Slovakia. Right. So, I'm not sure. I've never really raced out there, but I'm guessing that it is also as mountainous and as treacherous, so they probably want to.
0: Let's be honest, they're not coming to England for any time soon, are they? Unless, unless we get a new venue, they're not coming to England.
1: Not if they don't want to go to, like, a really flat course.
0: Yeah. That'd be interesting. Could you imagine, like, even in the Perth course would be super flat? Do you know what I mean? Like
1: Compared to that, Perth would be, like...
0: Oh, nothing. Not even... Not even... Yeah. It'd be interesting to see how those boys would do that. I mean, they'd still do pretty well, of course, because they've got the running capability, but they all those guys, like... And we've said this before. I mean, Miriam, to have that much of a lead on, like, Tasha, for instance... In the UK, she can't no. do that. Natasha's a lot, lot closer, if not better, than Miriam. But you get to that, that yes. just up, and they can take hours off you. You know, yeah. John John Abbott, literally an hour out of your time.
1: Yeah. Yeah, if you looked at like Miriam and Natasha, I think in the UK races they've been no bigger than like five minutes difference. I'm not 100 percent sure, but it's not been There's greater nowhere near, nowhere near
0: no
1: nowhere greater than five minutes difference. Whereas this time it was what almost half hour.
0: Yeah, and what's really screwed up, Luke, even me and you, if you look at all the names that we've beaten in England when they've come to England, you yeah. know Jackie or got close to you know Micka Jolay, Jackie, all those people that have well better than last yesterday or last weekend you know we've beaten them at some point in england or got close to
1: so i think obviously the hill makes a huge amount of difference the mountain running as we are not used to mountain running but they have been mountain running for most of their lives so yeah it's doing for but still great event amazing uh, amazing to go and take part in kind of a European everybody get together do a top event um, yeah great one of the best um, events I think that OCR you could do as a championship style event So
0: great. yeah I mean it's not like everyone's bread and butter is it I mean that you always can still get the people that like I mean let's talk about Poland that also yeah. happens we're hoping to do an episode on Poland guys um, we'll get some people on to do one um, it's just a little bit disappointing they're on the same weekend, I mean not, I, I'm never going to go and pick Poland over um, Spartan ever, because I'm a Spartan runner, because that's my thing, even if it is mountains. Mm. Um, I would like to try my hand at a OCR Europeans at some point, I mean I'm doing the Worlds this year, I suppose a bit more rig orientated, but um it's just a little bit disappointing to put it on the same weekend, I suppose, because there's a few people there that might have come into Europeans, maybe, like Jesse Betts, like Andrea. I mean, in my opinion, they should have been at Spartan, but um, I'm sure they would have liked to have done Spartan if it had been a different weekend.
1: Yeah. Um, it's just unfortunate timing. We don't know what's going to happen again. I'm sure this will happen with some other mm-hmm. event. and yeah. something will clash, but... Um, To continue kind of the Italian theme, it looks like the OCR European Championships are going to be in Italy next year.
0: Up the road from where we were.
1: Yes, so there's an official kind of announcement. European Championships will take place in Italy the 11th to the 14th of June 2020. Yeah. So hopefully Spartans European Championships will be at a different
0: time. And then... We could attend those. Well, they tend to go to wherever the date is, wherever they're going. So, like for instance, Dolomites was this time last year. More was next week, next time last year. So, if they do pick Andorra, when when's the Andorra? Not Andorra, sorry. Uh, Obendorf? Obendorf. Well,
1: Open is generally in September, so no, they'll have to be move the date. Well, no, they'll probably move the date because it's too close to World Championships. World camps, yeah. Um, because you obviously can qualify for world champs from a championship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So they'll have to mix that around. Um, but it looks like, um, yeah, we could have two championship-style events, European championship-style events at different times. Um, we don't know when they're going to announce their um, championships, but generally they're quite good at announcing it Towards was
0: supposed to think it'll be after Tahoe, wouldn't
1: it? Yeah, towards the end of the season. So Tahoe finishes the Callan Spartan. So when Tahoe goes, then that kind of resets everything. Yeah. So you should know after Tahoe what the European championships will be. Um some other regions will probably release theirs before. Um so we'll know when other championships will be, like Middle East, um, Asia or something like that. Yeah. But yeah, leading in. Um, yeah, like we said, we'll have a episode coming up on the European Championships. Um, big shout out to Leo Kafour, winning, retaining his 3K title at, in Poland. Yeah. Did an amazing job by all sounds of things. And they had a home champion in the 15K. Uh, Polish guy, Thomas won it. Yeah. Um. And they've released a kind of medal calendar of who got the most medals and stuff in the championships. I think it looks like Denmark and Netherlands med- were the most medal people. Right. In the championship. They only have UK down as having one gold, which I think was Mark Dickinson in age group. Right. I'm not 100% sure. I believe that's correct.
0: And then, um, well, Alfie got bronze.
1: Yeah, Alfie did get bronze. I don't know why they haven't included that in there. Um, I'm not sure because of its. It was his age was a lower age group, but Alfie got bronze. Right, well, um, Excellent stuff by him. Also, I believe there were two of the UK kids got medals. Yeah, you know, Libby Joyce is it? Libby Joyce and I don't know the other person's name. Nope, sorry, delay. No, we do apologise. But, um, epic for those guys to, um, do well in that. Their... Tom, Tom Tweddle. Um,
0: yeah,
1: true, yes. Tom Tweddle came fifth, fifth. in the okay, classic. Pretty shit. impressive, yeah. Shout out to Tom. Um, so yeah, an amazing weekend of European action all round from
0: Poland to Italy. I'm sorry if we missed anyone. We'll do a bit more research for the, uh, the OCR Euros, uh, episode. Um, yes. We will shout out more
1: people in the Euros episode and we'll also give a full rundown of um, where everybody came on the women's side, the men's side, in the 3K, 15K, team events and the Ninja track, which looked amazing, by the way. I like the look of that.
0: Yeah. Groovy stuff. Right, well, I'm going to get back to bed because I need some more sleep.
1: All right, so we'll catch you next time, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Cheers. Bye-bye.
0: And you're listening to OCR Audio. Hey guys, this is Brian Kempson. Listen to OCR Radio. They have a great gang on. It's amazing to talk to a group of people rather than just one interview at a time.
1: Hi, I'm John Alvin. You're listening to Jack and Luke on the OCR Audio.